podcast you're listening to the joe rogan experience review what a bizarre thing we've created now with your host adam thorne this might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time one go enjoy the show hello and welcome guys again to another jre review um we got a, a new logo coming so expect that to change you know don't freak out it's just a logo and uh joined this week as I was last week by my new buddy, George. How you doing, George? I'm doing good, man. I couldn't wait for the show. Great. And George, you had some good news this week because of a Joe Rogan podcast with your cash app. You want to talk about that? <laughs> yes. I did uh, won $100 on cash app with uh, cash app experience. So all I had to do, dude, just uh, send an Instagram and a tweet. But I'm not really sure which one got me the hundred dollars, the tweet or the Instagram. I'm not. That's still a mystery. Ah, but yeah, I remember Joe talking about this, and so that's cool. You did that and won a hundred bucks. I, I wonder who else won some money. With yeah, this. man. That's that's awesome. Well, good good job, George. See, it pays off to listen to Joe Rogan. Man, but that's where I found something very nice about your character. Because I know Adam, Adam is very short on words outside of this podcast. I try to uh, have a conversation with him. I say, hey, Adam, what's up? No, he didn't really respond. So that's cool. That's great, man. So what I learned is that, because uh, I proposed, I said, man, you know how Joe uh, uh, advertised the Cash App yep. uh, for um, Justin Wren, who helps the pygmies in... Yeah, the which, fight for wh- the forgotten. Which country? Fight for the Which Forgotten. One? It's organizations called Fight for the Forgotten. And he builds wells yeah. for the pygmies. Yeah, he gives them water. And he got malaria on on the trip there, right? When he was building the well. Yeah. I guess he went there to, to dig it. Yep, that's right. Yeah, yeah he, had so. a, he had a tough time. That was a crazy podcast. <laughs> Um, but anyway, there's going to be a cash act. So I said, hey, why not pr- promote on the podcast your cash app? I mean, you have a cash app. So what, what's your cash app? The, yeah, I'll put, it, I'll put uh, the link in the description. So if anyone doesn't have it yeah. and wants to. But to be honest, honestly, just do it through Joe so that you get $5 goes to Justin Wren. I think that's awesome. Yeah, man, I want to help not, the pygmies. But you know what it is in the end of the day? This podcast that you're doing, uh, it costs you how much a month? Uh, on no, a nothing. 20 or bucks. Nothing. It's cheap. I know. Yeah, but still, it's a cost, you know? So if you, if you feel like, hey, man, look, someone sent me uh, $5 on Cash App uh, to support the show, the Joe Rogan Experience Review. That's a good point. All right, I'll, how- put, I'll put my one in there, and if anyone wants to give me 5 bucks, that's fine. But you don't have. It's to. not about the twenty, dude. I'll give you twenty bucks. It's not about <laughs> the twenty bucks. George. It's about the feelings. Wow, someone actually. Wow, this is amazing. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, a lot of and people. Now, a lot of people download, so that's enough for me. That's all right. I'm just happy people. And listen. now with the new logo, Joe Rogan Universe. Is this the new name of the show? Uh, right maybe now? I don't know. We're, I'm still working on it. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about it later. But the, for now, let's talk about the podcast for last week it's a beautiful thing yeah sure it's good so we got some good ones dan crenshaw was on lex friedman always interesting super smart nerd michael Shermer, smart guy skeptic great and then good old brendan sharp to finish the week off um so let's let's dive right in podcast 1454 dan crenshaw dan crenshaw is a congressman he's a republican guy or is he a senator what is he congressman or a senator i can't remember Anyway, former Navy SEAL. He's a badass dude. I'm not sure what... He's badass for sure. And uh, yeah, they they started off really talking about the lockdown. You know, the quarantine, the lockdown, and uh, how it's affecting people and how the hell to get out of it. Uh, what what, What were your feelings with this podcast, George? Did you feel like Dan had a lot of answers? Did he like calm any concerns that you had? How old is Dan? He's like 36? Probably, yeah. He's about my age, Something. I think. 
this guy's been through a lot. I mean, I cannot even, I've been through a lot of stuff too. But this guy, he's been a, like a Navy SEAL. Yep. I mean, at, at 36, I'm 42. So I can imagine. But then I was listening to him because I was ready. I was ready with the, with the eye. So he's got the eye, right? It, um, yeah, he lost his eye. He has, a, he has a patch. Looks pretty sweet. Wow. Looks badass, oh, So um, there's nothing more to say. I'm ready to lay down in a armchair and I'm going to listen out to Dan Crenshaw take some life lessons. Yeah, yeah. T- and when guy. he starts talking about... Right. And when he starts talking about the with the guns and so, oh my God he's like a Republican like like kind of like of a Tea Party type, and I don't have any problem with anybody like that because I think Joe needs these types on the show as well, because uh, you can't have only Bernie Sanders. It did well Bernie Sanders. Yeah. I don't know, to up like ten million views, something like that. Amazing. But uh, you need uh, Dan Crenshaw sometimes, and I'm with the guy. But uh, I can listen to what he says uh, to some uh, ridiculous things, and you can go through them. Probably you remember. Yeah, I mean, he's, well, he's a Republican for one, and Joe has his friends on. The guy is his friend, and he is a smart dude. He has a different opinion than, obviously, more liberal people. But it, this is, it's good to have a balance. Like, you want to have all different people on, and... Um, yeah, I mean, you can tell he was a military guy, so he kind of positioned the idea of the quarantine and the virus. He talked about us being on a retreat right now as we hide in our homes away from the virus as we try to figure out what it is, and then eventually we come on the offensive, you know, we make vaccines and we, we get back to normal life. So I kind of like the way that he discussed those things um, and, and kind of put it in that militaristic thought process is that the word militaristic there we go um because it it's a good way to think about it right now i mean you know we're not at war but it's but there's been some massive changes and uh it's it's quite it it was quite a refreshing way to think about it for sure i think i didn't have any problem with that part of the conversation so so what 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 was your what did you not like about him then like multiple multiple i just can't remember because you told me last time george don't take notes for the show anymore because <laughs> there's no point hey that's all right so you right. i remember i but remember I can a lot tell, about it. i can tell you off the bat it was one with the medical thing with the, the guy doesn't believe in medicare at all yeah he didn't really like he doesn't like universal health care he thinks that's uh he thinks that's gonna be too socialist um, though his definition on socialism was getting really confusing for me because he was saying the fire department is not like a social program, but I don't even think Joe understood really what he was saying. I mean, it seems like it is. Everyone gets the fire department. It's free. You see, if Joe would have pushed it further than that, every time he was tell he was bringing him, okay, was he was comparing him. The fire department and other services. There are other services, like if you want to call them socialists. Uh, and when the guy w- it was, okay, what's the difference? And he wasn't able to articulate an answer. He was just changing the subject. And then if Joe would push it more, then he would lose him as a friend. Because the guy came on the show, can be so disrespectful. Even though it's over the Skype now with the coronavirus, I wouldn't mind Joe to be a little bit uh, disrespectful. Just tell me, uh, bro, Dan, just tell me, what's the difference between uh, the necessity of uh, a healthy society and the necessity of making sure your house doesn't freaking burn to ashes? Yeah, it it was... was not well um, defined by him because I I don't know I didn't leave with a better understanding of what socialism is and isn't I didn't really get it and then they kind of changed the subject and, and moved on and uh, I yeah I, exactly. I didn't really get it and and the same with the healthcare so thing. I kind of feel sorry for the guy that's okay I mean he has a political kind of agenda that he has to push obviously he needs votes and all the rest of it and. Maybe there is. Maybe it's just a bit of a breakdown. Like, maybe they don't really have a good definition of, of what that is. 
I mean, it's almost like he wanted to defend the idea of a fire department being good and we should have it and it should be paid for. Yet he didn't want to call it a social thing or socialism in any way because it kind of makes a social program look good. And he didn't want any good examples of social programs, though it clearly is. Right. I mean, it is. It's a program that works. Of course. Now, now, George, tell me, in your country, the police. What kind of social yeah. programs do you guys have that America doesn't? You guys have universal health care there. Oh yes. Oh, good. And how does it work? Is it good? And sorry, but what country are you from again? I should remember, but I apologize. The problem is Romania. Oh, Romania, that's it. It, wor- it works. It works the best, the best it can. So from the state budget, there is a percentage that goes to healthcare. That's it. The end of the story. Got it. How those money are being managed? That's part of the management. And sometimes, in the politics. It doesn't mix well with management. You have idiots most of the time, and oh, sure. not that most of the time in these countries, Eastern countries, that they come after the communist bloc. Even after twenty years, they are still unable. The idiots uh, at the power, they are still unable to hire proper uh, scientists and educated people that, uh, to run the country. Yeah, I got it. Well, that's the same everywhere. So but what what are your personal? It's, it's about money management. What are your personal experiences with healthcare there? When you've had to go in for a sickness or an illness, were you happy with how it works? <laughs> First of all, of course, I'm happy, dude. Because if I get sick, I just go to the hospital. That's it. End of the story. Yeah, they're gonna take care of me. Here in America, I'm right now in Los Angeles. Something happened to me tomorrow. I will have to pay. Uh, or have insurance or without insurance here you're terminated i don't know about your status but i have to have insurance here without insurance it's not of course not, yeah. nobody's gonna it, 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 it is more complicated here i mean i'm from england and it was never an issue i went to the hospital for different things i've had surgery i got cut badly above my eye when i was younger and they just fix it right up surgeon came in and you know, like a plastic surgeon. I Hold can't on, remember. What happened they take to your eye? What? What happened to your eye? Yeah, I used to work in a nightclub, uh, working security, and somebody hit me in the face with a bottle, split my eye open. It's real bad. Fuck. Yeah, it was brutal. Why? Uh, well, you know, just drunk and aggressive, and I, I was throwing him out of the bar. Um, his cousin, like, uh, went to attack me, like, punched me. So, like this was happening in a in a British bar. Yeah, in a club. Yeah. W- in which city? In a, a town called Stroud, where I grew up. So it's quite a small town. So this is kind of like a guy. The guy was having a a British accent. The guy who who punched. Yeah, you? it were all English people, George. It was in England. And it was a long conversation or look, I've been in uh, like this because I've been a very weak guy just all the time, like trying not to get beat up by these guys, you know, like these big guys. So uh, I know how it is, but uh, and I know how it is. Some guys, they just come, you you don't expect them. They're just going to punch you uh, fast. And some others, you can see the development. They say, okay, this I'm going to. This guy is gonna is gonna hit me. He's gonna do something. Yeah. And then on those occasions, you have the time to kind of like, you know, split it. Yeah. Well, I was but, I was working uh, security, what sh- so I was working. I wasn't drinking, and he had an altercation with me um, in the front of the club. So I had one of the other door guys escort him out. I said, "This guy needs to leave." And it's sometimes it's best to pull yourself away from the situation. So I pulled myself away. He was supposed to have been kicked out. I carried on doing my rounds like I was walking the club. And I got to the back stairway and I was walking up the stairs and there was a divider in the middle so that the traffic goes one way or the other. And coming down the other side was this same guy with two of his friends. And they were coming to look for me to have a confrontation, but they should have been kicked out. So I get to the top of the stairs. They meet me back at the top. No one was around. No other security was there. And I, wow. and I was trying to, yeah. like, figure out why the hell they were still in the club. And that's when the, the guy I had the altercation with threw a punch at me. 
and I was able. I, he was he was a lot shorter than me, so he couldn't reach as far. And I was able to hit him back because I'm working security, so I, I was allowed to defend myself at least. But what I didn't realize after I hit him was he had friends with him, and the one guy stood next to me was still had his drink in his hand. It was like a bottle of something, Bud Light or whatever. Um, no disrespect to Bud Light. It wasn't the company's fault, obviously. But they make some hard-ass mm. bottles, and it smashed me in the face, and it cut my eye. Yeah, cut it my doesn't eye. matter what kind of bottle. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a brutal one. Brutal. Uh, but anyway, my point is, I went to the hospital. They took care of everything. They stitched me up. They fixed the eye. Uh, and it doesn't look bad. You know, it was a bad cup, but they did a good job. And yeah, I didn't have to pay anything for it. And... The experiences I've had in the U.S., even though healthcare here is very advanced, there's great technology, uh, it's always been very expensive for what seems like very minor things. You know, I, I cut my finger once real bad when I lived in Ohio, and I needed to go to the hospital and get stitches and get it kind of put together. <coughs> and it, it doesn't Sorry. quite bend right the same because I cut some ligaments, so it was pretty bad. And the, mm. it, it was a mess. I had to wait forever filling out forms i didn't have insurance so the people i was working with uh the working for paid for it it cost them thousands of dollars and they barely did anything to fix my finger they did there was no follow-up i don't know i mean it's it's not the worst experiences but they they haven't been great so i've been there i've been there and uh, my reaction was you know what is this for what paying you for what and then I just avoided them. And uh, the, the only thing that I have learned in the beginning, it goes on your credit. And it takes a while to get off, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's not cool, Sorry. right? Like in England, it doesn't matter no. what happens to your health. One, you never pay for anything. And two, it could never ruin your credit. So there's, there just seems to be some real issues with that. I think America would do a lot better if they had universal health care it doesn't mean that we become socialist i think it would just be a really good thing for people i mean you can't really argue that why not like let's find a way let's get get our smart well, minds and... i i can tell i can tell you the argument it's a little bit cruel but i think that that's uh, the fact that in america you have a flux of immigration all the time from the beginning of this country the formation of this united states they will keep coming the smartest people from all the world they could find gold whatever the hell build something do something i mean this is a very young country and look how much development it happened in the united states right so it's kind of like a jungle book economy where you come in you work your ass off but when you're done you know, you better have some savings, bro, because if not, you're going to be homeless, basically. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, there's a lot of good shit here. We both live here, so we obviously like America. And there are other advantages, but that is one thing I think um, we could change a little bit. Um, I think that would be probably a smart move. And it just seems a shame that it's a very yeah. political issue. I wish it wasn't. I wish it was just something. Imagine if, to take care of everyone. Yeah, I mean, if it's a but question of like, if it's a question of it? like, it's too expensive. That's one thing. Mm. But but I think if we, it would be nice if everybody just on both sides of the aisle kind of worked together to be like, all right, well, look, some of us are saying it's too expensive. Some of us are saying that we can do it. Let's figure out how we can. But the idea that some people are like it should never be paid for by the government so that everyone gets it. It just, it seems odd that, that we think that way here. To me. But what the fuck do I know? I don't know. You know, exactly. I mean, what we know, what I know is a club. How big the club is, it can be as big as the, us, just two of us. It can be as big as the country. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, imagine if everyone would just come to America. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Come, everyone. No, there's still going to be borders. It's still going to be who are you? You're not going to come. You know what I mean? Not, it's, I'm an immigrant. I came to America. So 
I know how hard it is to come to here. Yeah. And to maintain it's, yourself it's in this country. It's tough for sure. What did you think about when Dan was talking about the expense of the lockdown, talking about expensive things? He mentioned that there's another cost and it's not just a health cost. You know, people aren't working, right? So it, it's almost uh-huh. like a public health issue in itself. It's like there's no work. There's no regular surgeries for people that need regular medical care, non-corona related, because all the hospitals are like ready for corona stuff. And then in a way, there's like no economy. The economy is collapsing. You know, they talk about maybe 50% of small businesses going bankrupt because of this. I mean, the Mm -hmm. costs of not staying open seem to be a pretty legitimate concern. You know, obviously, you want to be safe. We don't want everybody to get this thing and die. But at the same time, you know, what is left? We, we get out of the other end and nobody even has any jobs. I think unemployment, they said, is at like 10% right it's now. very strange times, dude. It's, it's, it's yeah. So he, he had some good points on his podcast. The, the socialism one didn't work with. I didn't really get his definition of it. I wish I understood it better. But I didn't get that. And then the healthcare one. Uh, I wasn't, uh, it wasn't making f- sense to me. But some of the economy stuff no. he was talking about um, was, was you know, kind of resonated. I, I thought it was a good podcast for that reason. It was great. Yeah. What can I say? Well, moving on, we got, we got Lex. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say, oh my God, I wouldn't want that part. I would rather have a different guest if you want me to be a producer right now. <laughs> Okay, Who, I'm gonna have Mel, Gib- Mel Gibson again. I mean, we had Mel Gibson once. That was an amazing show, bro. And did you see Joe? I mean, I don't want to get into the Mel Gibson episode. I'm sorry about that. But did you see Joe? How, how he was? Okay, okay, Mel. He was just talking about his father and the DNA. Uh, what was that? The stem cell? Yeah, stem cells. Yeah. My God, that was a fucking like a movie episode. Like, if you, that you can cut it to a movie. If you add soundtrack and we shoot a couple other scenes with Joe, that's a movie, dude, with him and Mel Gibson. Yeah, that was a big that's guess. Incredible. That was a big guess. Though, though Mel Gibson kept clicking a pen, if you remember, and it was super annoying. You could hear him, like, clicking this pen the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But nobody can... You cannot stop Mel Gibson because it, Mel Gibson can get really, really, really upset. Do you remember the scandal with his wife or... Oksana? Yep. I mean, people can Google it up. Mel Gibson and Oksana. Oksana recorded uh, Mel Gibson on the phone. Yeah, yeah, it was a bad one. I would have told him to shut up. I would have said, hey, stop clicking that pen, bro. It's getting on my nerves. But Nah, man, that's Mel Gibson, dude. That's top five directors in the United States, right? In the world right right now. All right, well, we'll let him off. We'll let him off. Let's let's move on to the... (laughs) Lex, the Lex Friedman podcast, 1455. I love Lex. I think he's great. Wow. He's getting better every time he gets on the podcast. He's a, he's a silly chap, but a very smart guy. He's an MIT scientist that works with a, uh, artificial intelligence. So real smart. Uh, last time he was on, he did a poem in Russian, which was cool. And this time he did a song. Um, played an instrument which i thought was quite brave of him so good good job there and uh and yeah he came on with a little message about wearing masks and why it's important i mean you know you're noticing everyone's wearing masks masks are everywhere do you have a good mask george i don't you should get one. i mean i do have the medical mask and i have one in my pocket just in case but i don't wear it dude because it's just like dirty and just putting that dirty thing on my face. I don't have, do right now, a mask a day like I would want. I got it. And pr- probably I would use three masks a day. <clears throat> okay? Why? So. Can't you use them for multiple days? <coughs> no, no, definitely not multiple days. No. Oh, okay. I've, I keep using my, <coughs> I keep using my same mask. Are you all right? You don't have the coronavirus, do you, George? No, that's just weed. I pl- I promise. <laughs> and I'm going to I'm going to cut um, just weed. All right. In editing I'm going to lower the Oh, you're going to lower your coughing bit. sound. Don't worry about that. Nobody gives a shit. It's just coughing. Yeah. It's all right. 
It's all right. So they they did talk about they talked <coughs> this about is not Corona. Yeah, they talked about Wuhan, uh, the the virus, um, not being a, a bioweapon. So so that was kind of interesting. Like it, I guess it can't be a bioweapon, but uh, they do have like a bioweapon facility out there in Wuhan, which is really disturbing. I don't know why the fuck you even have one of those. I don't know. I think that's a bad idea. It is strange. That's what came out from the conversation. To have the virus starting nearby that facility. Yeah. It's quite strange. It it can happen, you know. The guy, I mean, the patient zero. The guy is a. Uh, it was a lady, and this lady she was selling some other stuff that she had the thing by a guy who was selling bats near her near her and the guy was chopping up bats there the wings and uh, taking the guts out and somehow this lady i'm not sure what she was selling she got in contact with the liquid from the bats from the guy next to her and that's that's how she she stopped giving it away. Ah. Well, there you go. That's how that happened. That's fucked up. Don't eat bats. I mean, I thought people already knew this, but maybe not. Maybe bats are delicious. I never tried one. No, dude, this is disgusting. I watch <laughs> on Discovery. Uh, I watch a video uh, on YouTube. They carry a library of viruses in them. And they are immune to everything. All these viruses. They don't give a fuck. Like they just they're just bats. Like the the vi- these viruses don't affect them. So to for you to eat bats, you gotta be in a situation of you live or you die, right? In a, in a, in some cave and you still have the lighter, you can make a fire, you can burn something, and the only thing that you can eat until they break down so they let you out of the cave, is bats. And then you catch a couple of those motherfuckers, but you boil them, man, and you fry them, like, really, really, really good, okay? I am a cook. I know how to cook. That's how I would cook a bat. I would fry it to the to death. Like, I would fry it until it would be, it would be the first stomach, and my second stomach is just going to be basically the protein. It's going to be the leftovers. Oh, I got you. That's it, you know. The uh, cooking on YouTube of bats, if you search uh, recipe bats, it shows you how they sell it in the market and how the guy is taking it home and cooks it. Very little fire, not so much. I didn't like it, man. I didn't like the way they cooked it. Ah, I see. That, that saying, okay, I have to eat bats. But you don't have to eat bats, man. Eat rice, eat something. Eat something else. Come on. Yeah. Well, maybe that's where the the like myth of the vampire came from, just to scare people away from eating bats. Dude, that's funny you mention it because I was about to uh, shoot a vampire series and now I was talking to another producer and saying, bro, this is amazing. It matches with the, this coronavirus and everything. You just have to, we have to shoot a TV show Still shoot it, but shoot it from distance. Like everybody's talking from distance. But there's still some kind of vampires inside, or some kind of story. But uh, that's the, that was the end of the conversation. Because we said, no, man, I cannot afford to travel. I cannot. I said, oh, fuck. But yeah, it's horrible, dude. It's, it is like a virus. For sure. Well, what Lex was saying, that because of all this, it might be like a year before we open up. And that's crazy to think that like people... People in like the bar industry and restaurant industry wouldn't maybe won't work the entire year, an entire year of not working because there's no job like that. That seems crazy. I'm sorry I detoured the conversation. So Lex was saying that. Yeah, he said it might be a year before it all opens up. And okay, so what's happening with the economy during this year? Who knows? I mean, not very good stuff. Right. Okay, so people are going to start running out of money. Oh, yeah, Joe, uh, we're not going to talk uh, today about the Dylan uh, show, right? No. 
This is this is just last okay. week. We're not gonna cover that. It's all right. We get we yeah, get yeah, there. Yeah. Don't worry. Joe seems more and more because uh, I was just listening to the show now, uh, but uh, that's repeated on other show background shows uh, from Joe Rogan Universe, where he's like kind of like itchy for some kind of end of the world apocalypse thing to happen. As you very well know, Joe Rogan in 2012, he really thought the, it's going to be the Inca and the uh, South American Empire somehow coming out from the ground and uh, cover everyone with Atlantis or something. <laughs> I don't think he really believed that, but he was unsure. I don't, he definitely doesn't want the end of the world or the apocalypse, but he like thinks about it, he plans, you know, he, he knows that nothing is forever. And it's possible that really crazy shit can come out of this. I mean, they discussed for a while Biden, Joe Biden, as the Democratic uh, nominee. And Joe has Mm -hmm. a real issue with this. And he thinks the guy has dementia. And he's very concerned. And (laughs) and I don't think Joe is like a big Trump fan. But he definitely isn't going to want to vote for somebody that he feels like has dementia. And Joe Biden does seem mm-hmm. to struggle, you know, verbalizing things. I mean, I've done, oh, I've done hundreds of hours of podcasting, and I'm not a professional speaker or podcaster. And you probably couldn't chop up sound bites from all those hours of me doing podcasts that would make me sound as ridiculous as Joe Biden does on a regular day. Like, he just cannot articulate himself at all a lot of the time yeah it's a real mess i'm like how the hell are you gonna do presidential speeches he's just gonna mumble through everything and forget what he's saying it's that's yeah that's a concern man i'm like they i feel like the democrats really needed to have got somebody better to go up against trump i mean he's biden's gonna get bullied like fuck by trump it's tough. The guy has to be... Yeah, it's tough to find someone. I, I'm sure that it exists. It has to be a character. If you would be Joe Biden, all these guys that they, they say something like this about him, like Joe, for example, or I would come and bring Joe in a YouTube video with, with the guy, with Joe Biden. And Joe, sit down with me uh, and tell me, man, what's uh, you say about me that I'm... Uh, uh, I'm senile, right? Let's do a test on your show. I come on your show and you have a senile test and we bring the doctors and add this and we're going to do a show. We're going to do a senile show. Yeah, he'd never okay? he'd never do that though. Because he's probably Exactly. Senile. But if he would do that, he would win the election. Maybe. I mean, he's still got to sound good. He's still got to be able to speak whether he's technically senile or not. I mean, he's he's... He can't be mumbling his way through things and forgetting everything. He won't be able to make his points. Yeah, that's the problem that is maybe true. Yeah. Uh, even though Joe is a little bit tough on him. And it's amazing with his audience that he just takes the game. Because sometimes you gotta you got to hit a weak person in order to make your show even bigger. And uh, it's a tough decision. Say, so, man, I'm just going to keep hitting this guy. But there is something between Joe and uh, Joe. Either because they, they have the, even the same name. So he has the same name like me, Joe. And he's not, you know what I mean? That's what I'm going to be when I'm going to be old. He wants to give him a lesson or something. What do you think with Joe Biden and Joe Rowe? No, I, th- I think that Joe just, he's not picking on him. He's just saying what he sees. He's like, this guy... clearly has some sort of dementia like he's slowing down he's not making sense he mumbles a lot he forgets what he's talking about and then we want to give him the most important job maybe in the world or at least in this country that is maybe not a good move i don't think it's anything personal he's just like that's just not a smart move i mean you doesn't almost matter how nice or good a person is if they're kind of losing their mind um, you shouldn't give him a job that's too important. It's simple as that. That's what I think he's saying. I'm with yeah, you on that. I think I'm with him too. I mean, it makes sense. It's a mistake. Trump plays the same game. I don't know if he listened to Joe Rogan or 
uh, is just the same type of uh, character. He always goes about Joe Biden as he is not in charge of whatever he does. He's like a puppet. He doesn't. He doesn't know what he's doing anyway. He's a nice guy. Joe is a nice guy. But he doesn't know what he's doing. He's senile. So he can go as, as rough as Joe Rogan to say Joe Biden is, he, he forgets every two minutes, whatever he did five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. So he can be president. Yeah. Yeah, it's reasonable. So then, and then when he sees him, he says, hey, Joe, how are you doing, buddy? And he treats him like a handicapped guy. How are you? Do you okay? Yeah, you okay now? You okay? You remember? Yeah, I mean, you run for election. I, don't, I mean, that's just—it's gonna be funniest. It's the debates are gonna be great. They're gonna be—they're the, gonna be the next elections for sure. No. They're gonna be entertaining. Yeah. What did you think of Lex's it, song, his guitar song? Oh man, get off this! Uh, Very—is this the only stunt that he did on the show? Yeah, he played a song like it was like about coming together and love, and he just—it wasn't very long. He just played a little bit of music. You think that's a good touch, or he should know, forget man. about it? When, when you're a scientist and you—I guess people, scientists are people too. So yeah, that's that's his human side, Lex's human side, which yeah, yeah, he doesn't have like an image. He just goes on a podcast, like we are on a podcast now. So it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was all right. I think it's a good touch. He's a pretty talented guy. I like to hear it. But anyway, Lex is yeah. always good. And he had. But then he talks about. I'm listening to him about AI and about, okay, man, what's going to happen? What kind of stocks I'm going to buy with Cash App today? Okay. Because Joe Rogan gave me the Cash App. Okay. Is Bitcoin going to be right? And this, I, I. Can I believe this guy when he talks about Bitcoin? If it's going to be good or bad in the future? I don't know. Because the guy is playing guitar on a show. I can't take this guy seriously with my money. You know what I mean? So Fair enough. He resumes to that. Yeah. Fair enough. But he's still good. I like I like uh, when Lex is on. Excellent. It's, it's Excellent pretty, boy on Yeah, show. it's pretty relaxed and he's always entertaining. All right. Well, let's move on to Michael Shermer. And let's blast through these, oh, these last favorite. Michael Shermer, 1456 podcast. Uh, he's the editor of Skeptic Magazine. He teaches skepticism at a university i guess he has a course on it that he's doing online and uh you know a smart guy i like his insights i like what he brings to the show him and joe are obviously close and he has he has an an important way of thinking that i think it would be useful if more people adopted if you had a logical skeptical mind then you could you could figure out that quite a lot of things are bullshit and I think he's an important guy, for sure. He did the show with Graham Hancock and the other dude, I forget his name right now. Yeah, Randall Carlson. I watched it. Randall. I, wa- I love Randall. I watched that show three times, dude. At least. Yeah, it was excellent. Long. All of it. It was excellent. excellent. I think excellent. it's better to and bring Mark- Michael on on his own, though. I think those... When they're going at kind of at each other, it's kind of a lot of work, you know. It's a little. I felt that even though it was an important discussion, it was it got pretty defensive and a little kind of aggressive at points, and and I didn't care too much for that. But I, I felt like it was an important discussion. Well, Graham Hancock oh. was getting very defensive about things that Michael had said to him in the past, and he wanted to he wanted to have oh, his chance to, yeah so they were they kind of it was a lot of arguing uh, instead of discussing and i would prefer them to discuss though though joe did a pretty good job of mediating it it was it was just not an easy situation it was quite heavy okay so you you were talking about the old show let's get back to the to the new new show yeah that 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 old show that's a classic I recommend, we recommend to everyone. I mean, we should do a podcast, dude, maybe tomorrow or whatever. When, uh, when I come from work, I'm free. So we just go on the air and we do another podcast. If you want, we listen again just to that and we do a flashback. Maybe we, and yeah. we just do one. 
Maybe, maybe we can. I'll see. I'll see if I have time. I mean, that one you have material because that's infinite. That's forget about it. If I listen one more time, to I mean, you remember Mr. Sherman how he was sitting in a corner with Randall and everybody was quiet in the beginning and they were kind of confrontational in the beginning and then they start calm. They calm down and that's amazing. Do you have a flashback uh, series on your podcast? <clears throat> I've done some before. I've done some. The other guys that do the the Joe Rogan Experience Experience, they do, what do they call it? This Won't Hold Up, which is like flashbacks to old podcasts. I usually save those for like weeks when Joe goes hunting or, you know, when there's no podcast. There's no point doing them they, when they, he has. Those no. guys, they did it first or you did it first? I think that I did the first ones like that, yeah. But I didn't do many. They do, they do a good. They do it consistently. So they've adopted that in a pretty solid way. And uh, I don't have a lot of time for that, though. I mean, it's it's fun. Those but... guys are not bad because you told me about them, and I had to listen. I said, "Man, let me see if they copied your podcast." Well, look, that and they did, did no, another part. no. We just did different things, but we don't. I mean, they let's not get talk inspired, about that. That's inspired. fine. That's fine. Don't talk about that. They're doing a great job. Those oh, guys it's are a sensitive awesome. subject. No, because I really, uh, I think uh, peace is the way. You know what I mean? I'm not saying anything uh, negative. I think the guys are great and they uh, they do a great job because I actually listened to uh, about three podcasts of them. Good. Okay. All right. I was well, let's, curious. Let's get so. back to Michael Shermer's stuff. Yeah. And, uh, Michael. So he talked. He said things are going to change, right? This is what I felt was really interesting and, and the most important parts about his podcast. He's saying that they won't go back to the way they were, which is kind of interesting. So what does that mean? He was saying no more kind of shaking hands you know um maybe that sort of thing is kind of gone forever people won't shake hands people maybe are not gonna hug you know unless it's like a close friend or a close family member i mean it, it could change those things i i don't know if it will get like that i think we'll find a balance but th that to me is strange to even consider to me that's an opportunity I'm not a fan of shaking hands anyway. So that's this is like, why am I gonna shake hands ever again? No. What did you think Forget of it. when he was talking about Germany and South Korea doing very well handling the coronavirus? They've had pretty low numbers. They've kind of curved their results already. You know, they've got good healthcare. They kind of jumped on it quickly. Why do you think those countries were able to do that? I think they had that uh, Google system, dude where they track you on the phone and everyone you get in touch with in proximity by the phone range mm -hmm. and uh, by cell towers and everyone. And that's it. You're done. I mean, it's you got to be marked yellow, red, whatever. You show up on a map as infected or potentially infected to be tested. That's what they did? That's it. A end of story. Yeah. In these countries, yeah. Oh, that's good. But in, in America, that's a problem. I mean, they can do it tomorrow, but... That's a problem. Yeah, the daily numbers the, in the U.S. have got really out of control. Like really out of control. There was like 1,200 deaths today. I mean, with, uh, the U.S. is so far ahead in cases and deaths, and it's pretty horrifying. I feel terrible for all the people getting infected, mostly out of New York and New Jersey. Um, it's like exactly, those guys because are they really live on struggling. top of each other, bro. Yeah, that's awful. Poor bastards. Yeah, hopefully that fucking slows down soon because living there must be an absolute nightmare. And and Michael's saying that this virus is going to probably be with us forever. It'll probably mutate a little bit, and every year we're going to get hit with this somehow. So we have to figure out how the hell we're going to deal with this. I mean, terrifying. Well, we're gonna. It's gonna be a vaccine. Hmm. Hmm. They discuss a little more about freedom of speech. And uh, the, the kind of conspiracies that come with that, you know, online stuff, YouTube, Twitter, shutting people down for things that they're saying and and all the rest of it. And, um, you know, this is this is kind of like a, a dialogue that Joe keeps going often because of what he does. He needs freedom of speech to be able to operate um, on the you know, on his podcast. And it's important. And I, I'm a big believer of it, too. I mean, this is why we can say whatever the fuck we want on this within reason. I mean, we can't 
incite hate and violence or anything like that. But, you know, we can say a lot of stuff. We're not going to get arrested for it. And um, uh, I... No, you're going to get banned. It's like the Gestapo. Yeah. The Nazis, they use the same thing. I mean, they just come all... But is that strange? Someone is going to listen to Adam Thorne and George Anton podcast. The Joe Rogan experience was the, the new name of the show is Joe Rogan Universe. To listen to, oh, you, did you see what they said? Ban it. Boom. And then you, oh, you're banned from Podbean or whatever you host this podcast. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, let me you, let me tell you something that's actually interesting. So Podbean also hosts uh, this podcast. And for some reason, I've been flagged on there as like, I think, inappropriate language or something. I don't know. I mean, I, it's all, I label this as explicit. Like I cuss. But you have to like show that you're 18 or something when you log when you listen to my podcast through Podbean, and it's because some some people complained about it. They don't tell me this, but but did you cuss? Well, but did I yeah, I fucking do all the time. I mean, it's 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 rated explicit. I put it in the you can put that in the notes. no. I didn't. I think I. I cussed once, but I was kind of reticent. So what am I gonna cuss for? Oh, but it doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? And if you get yeah, if you get flagged for that, for then for fuck them. Like I, I'm like, all right. right. I was actually the reason I found out is because I was gonna switch over to Podbean, but then I thought, well, now I don't want to do that. I don't want to be connected, you know, hosted by someone that does that. I just don't like the idea. Like you shouldn't tell people to shit like what did exactly. what did I say? I, mean, yeah. I didn't say anything. Like I I'm guess just there is, is a problem when you overdo it. If you overdo it, if you say fuck it, fuck it, fuck it too much, that's gonna be a problem. No, 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 no. Once, you know, George, not, George is not true. That's not what it is. What what it was really? is someone just complained. People can complain for any reason they want. They they flagged my podcast because they just didn't like what it was and and then that's it then you have to log it's they just flagged it as inappropriate fucking whatever i mean that's all so i mean i don't begrudge that's another him. thing that i wanted to bring up what's up with uh, all the negative comments on a podcast on a, when i go on a i go I, I don't know if the comments are universal or they're just on my podcast's iPhone app. Oh no! Well, I mean, I have an iPhone. look, the other the other Rogan guys have the same thing, and 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 the, I message them sometimes on Instagram because we know we do the same sort of review podcast for Rogan, and and they okay. we joke about it. It's like it's because we do a podcast about another podcast, so it's a silly idea. So people are just you know, Peter, people are haters. They're gonna jump on it and get pissed off, and I don't blame them. If it annoys you, then just. Put whatever, like that's your opinion. I that's freedom of speech too. I'm more than happy, but I do encourage people that like it to put a good review if you do, because we don't have many. I mean, it's the same both, both this podcast and the other Rogan review one. Uh, it like they don't we don't have a lot of good reviews because most people are looking for Joe's podcast, which makes sense, and they think this is a waste of time, and they are probably right. So the the you know man if they don't like it they shouldn't listen yeah you know that, what I mean? that's totally cool and yeah and if you want to tell other people that it sucks too then yeah just put that review it's all good i don't worry me, i don't I worry about that. that problem i don't worry about it i did not have a problem with the comments that they can anybody can say anything they want like who cares you're just moving forward and you just don't look yeah i don't suck. i don't look at but that what I'm, i don't look at that stuff exactly you know we move forward because we are here for the people you are here for the people that's why you jump on a microphone you have me as a guest you have i mean you have a lot of things that is going on now you have on your logo i understand new production is gonna happen yeah yeah okay all right george let's okay. get back to the podcast come on i gotta i gotta reel you in brother um let's all right should we let's finish up with the brendan sharp one um and because they pretty much covered everything in in Michael's one, I mean, always always a good one to get some knowledge. Brendan Schaub, of course, MMA fighter, good friend of Joe, fighter and the kid. Yeah, you know, everyone knows him. I don't even need to introduce him. But uh, uh, yeah, they get that was it was lighthearted, relaxing. You know, the MMA ones are always uh, pretty chilled, but uh, generally 
if you're not a huge MMA fan, um, oftentimes those can be kind of skipped, I think. Uh, unless you're a huge fan of whoever the guest is, but it's usually a fighter. Uh, they talked about the the Epstein having the Bill Clinton painting. I thought it was quite funny. So Bill Clinton is wearing a dress, and I think it's the dress that Monica Lewinsky wore, um, supposedly. And what a weird hmm. thing. Like, what a weird guy. Epstein is very odd, right? Those, like, creepy dudes. What did you think of that? About Ep- Epstein wearing uh, that woman's dress? But how do you know there was that dress? No, no, no. It was Bill Clinton in the painting. Well, oh, I, yeah, I think, I think Jamie said. The, you listen to the... I think I missed that part, dude. All right, no I worries. I missed that part. No worries. Well, that, that's, what? that's what it was. What? And then they... And then they okay. Go on. But what's the connection with Epstein? Epstein owned the painting, okay? Correct. Right? Correct. And inside, the, on the painting, it was painted a picture of who? What? Uh, Bill Clinton wearing a dress. Sat on a couch. That's strange. And who was the artist? I don't know. But uh, so Jamie said... But that's an important question. Well, I don't know who it is. I don't have time to look it up. Who gives a shit? It's well, just a weird... Yeah. It's just a weird thing to have. Like, why does he have it? Like, he was friends with Bill. They used to fly together a lot. And he owns this strange painting of him. And, and Jamie said that... I, I think he thought that it was Monica Lewinsky's dress. Which makes makes the painting even more fucked up because that's what Bill Clinton got impeached for was for fucking around with her. Jamie is great, dude. I think that kid just sits there at the computer, Google stuff, smokes some good weed, and then when he comes up with a conspiracy like this, I mean, that's perfect for the show. Jamie is such a great addition to the, to the uh, Joe Rogan experience. Yeah, he's solid. I like Jamie. He's funny when he laughs. Whenever he laughs at something that Joe says or, or a, a guest... I always find that hilarious. It's very funny. Sometimes he does turn the camera on him a little bit. He had the camera on him and he switches from the... He has a switch to like that computer that he switches the video feeds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you see him. He's good, man. I think in a couple of shows he tried. He put the camera, one camera, like one wide shot all the way on the other side of the studio. Where you could see him and the equipment and everything, how he sits there at the computer. Oh, I, I, I don't remember that. I'm not sure. I don't think Joe approved that any longer. I, that was a show for one show, and then I think Joe cut it out. I said, just cut it, you know, face to face. Boom, 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 boom. The only problem that I have, only one complaint about the editing with Jamie, is he cuts only on the person on the talking head when the head is talking jamie cuts on it i want to see a little bit of a reaction from joe and from the guest when one of them has a long yeah talk. that could that could be a good thing well they i you know i think they're there they're working on it they change these things up I mean, it's a good format, though. It's still really entertaining. I like watching the YouTube video of the podcast when I have time. Uh, I think it's a really good way to to watch the show. I'm glad they do it that way, for sure. Hey, man, that's a good meaning, you know, for Jamie and for everyone. This is the Joe Rogan universe, your show. So I have to bring it up, whatever, kind of like TMZ. Yeah, no, I've got it, man. You say whatever you want. Freedom of speech. For me, I'm not, for I'm me, not I would love to be review, like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, with the reviews, it sucks. You know, people are free to do whatever. But sometimes when you sell a product, like I have some movies that I made and I put them to, for sale on Amazon Prime video and I was making a lot of money. People were watching the movies. But because of the reviews, like I had some horrible reviews. They took the movies down, dude. I only have... Uh, from 14 movies, I only have two movies left playing right now that they're not even making any much money right now. Yeah. From 14, that was a lot. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, and listen. That was listen. because of the reviews. Listen, people will look at this podcast and the other review one, and maybe they'll look at their, all the reviews and see that they're whatever they are. 
and maybe they choose to listen and maybe they'd be like well this obviously sucks i'm not gonna listen to it if they think that the reviews exactly. are low but it sorry doesn't... i i did talk it doesn't matter fuck it yeah let's just move what was uh what, what was we talking about sorry i did talk the show again that's all right you're doing fine bro brendan sharp all right you remember yeah. when and wow. they were talking about anthony smith anthony smith is an mma fighter uh, i think he still fights in the ufc he fought at a great fight against um john jones He's a bad motherfucker. Big guy. Fights at 205. Probably walks around at 230. I mean, he's a tank. And some guy huh. broke into his house and robbed him. And he got in a fight yeah. with him. And he and he basically beat the shit out of the guy. But he was like, this guy is taking every punch, every hit, every knee. The dude weighed like mm. 170 pounds. I mean, you know, how the hell... You can take a beating from a from a top one hundred, you know, ranked fighter, um, and and survive it is that guy must have been on dr- something, some drugs, I would say. It's the adrenaline, Mister Adam Thorn. Yeah, but there's adrenaline in the UFC, and this guy knocks people out. He knocks out world class fighters. But it's not the same adrenaline. Of a breaking an entrance ah, get, of a guy. Get out of here! You're telling me you don't get the same adrenaline in the octagon, in the UFC, when hundreds of thousands no. of people are watching you, as you would if. On the other side is jail, hard time jail. On the octagon, we're gonna it's gonna break your skull. You're still gonna make it. Yeah, but it doesn't. The, it the, doesn't the guy... make you impervious to punches. It doesn't matter how much adrenaline you have, you'll still get knocked out the same way. Dude, I'm not a tough guy. I wouldn't take a small punch from, not a hug from these guys. Yeah, it didn't make any uh, sense to me. It was very odd. I would like to know more about that story. But anyway, thank God Anthony Smith is okay. The guy was, was, could take anything. It was the end for him. He was caught. The guy came there to steal something. Probably, yeah, most likely, not to kill anybody or to beat anybody. Or uh, you see, I'm a filmmaker, dude. So if I will have to film something like this, someone will say, "Okay, here is fifty thousand dollars, bro. You, uh, this is the movie that happened. This is something that happened to me. I will, can, can you put this in a picture?" And then I will have to sit down with the guy and talk about the details. Like there are so many details in this thing that they're just to- I don't. Uh, they they weren't very detailed with the uh, on the show about how exactly the guy felt when he was caught. What was his psychosis at the moment uh, at the moment when he was caught, based on his behavior as a human, uh, as a w- like who he is, where he lives, does he have a family? Well, when was he at the same time yesterday night? Before he was with this MMA now face to face. And the guy is like breaking him and killing him. And the blood is jumping out of his fucking head. What's going on here? You know? So then the guy was keep hitting him. The guy couldn't believe it. That the guy beats him so much. And the guy kept beating him. Until he realized. Wow. Hold on a second. This is just the guy. He came here to steal something. What happened? Oh my God! I just broke the. I just killed the guy, and let me. Oh my God! And then he, uh, you get into a some kind of psychosis. I imagine when you don't the the reality is this a reality? Is this a game? I mean, you're not supposed to be beating a person there. Did the guy had a gun? I don't think he had any weapons. I don't know too much about the story. So, you really. see, you see. That's that's the well. That's a that's a freaking uh, one hour and a half movie. If you want to show the life of the perpetrator and the life of this MMA player, how the how and you end the movie when they, they, they fucking broke the guy in half, and then your end of the movie is to show the feeling of this guy, the MMA guy, when he realizes that the other guy, the perpetrator, is just a human being, it's just a guy. He's hungry. It's like maybe a homeless guy. Maybe he was like from Atlanta. He just came from New York yeah, but from what, coronavirus. What does that have to do with, with him? Some bad luck. Yeah, but who cares, right? 
He broke into your house. Um, beat the fuck out of Because on the him. show, he was presented more like heroic. Like a hero. Like, wow, this is an MMA fighter. And he caught this guy and he beat him up. And because he broke into his house. Uh, I'm not a fan of that. I mean, I'm not, I'm like the story. I listen to the story. But I, uh, uh, I'm not going to judge it so fast and say, yeah, beat that guy. Fuck him. You know, yeah, but that's he, another human being. Dude, he wasn't speaking like that. He wasn't like boasting that he beat someone up. He didn't want to. He said he was like shaken up. He wasn't. He had a lot of emotions. Right. Dude, I would beat, if I could, I would beat the shit out of someone that came into my house. I don't want to. I'm not saying I'd be able to. But if I got given the opportunity, 100%. You can't break into my house. And I would that's say that for anyone. I don't want to kill anyone. You will feel very bad after you beat the, That's my point. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. You will feel very bad. But, but the and point I would, I'm I would making is that. how the hell yeah. did he survive it? It doesn't make any sense. This guy is a top 100 ranked fighter in the world. He's massive, highly trained. Whether he was nervous or not, I mean, he knows how to move. He knows how to punch. He knows how to knee. He's a powerful guy. And how you will be amazed how tough the human body is, man. I know. I watch I the mean, UFC we, all the time. I, mean, I train jiu-jitsu. I know this. But you can't be a superhero be just so because you're fragile. scared. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I disagree. I think that I. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter how scared you are. It doesn't make you tougher. You you will get knocked out in the same way. I mean, you can't just put like a super scared person in the UFC cage. And he can all of a sudden take a bunch of punches. He's going to get knocked out immediately if he doesn't know what he's doing. Especially if he weighs like 50 pounds less than the guy, which he did in this case. It's it's very odd. And and I I would love to know more about... But did you consider, Adam... Because I, I saw you on a camera. Because we did the last time on a, on a camera. Uh, now it's going to be just audio. I have the camera here, but I don't think we're going to use it. Just the audio this time. But bro, you're a big guy. I'm a very small guy, okay? So if you come and you beat me, did you consider that the guy was already in shock after first punch? Uh, which guy? The the person that broke in? Exactly. Uh, well, yeah, of course he's in shock. That should make him yeah. even worse at fighting. It should have got him knocked so out even kept... faster. Exactly. So the guy kept hitting him. That's my point. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. It just seems strange that he wasn't able to, like subdue him i think the guy was able to run away even i'm not 100 percent sure i can't remember how the end of the story went but i think he i he got arrested i'm pretty sure but um crazy stuff crazy stuff what did you think about the bit in the podcast when joe was talking about what it would be like for him to pitch his podcast to a network and he was saying about okay here's my show i like to get really stoned I like to smoke weed. I mean, like to drink a lot. I like to talk a lot of shit. Uh, wear whatever clothes I want. Say stuff that I regret, and then sometimes watch the fights and laugh with my friends and blah blah blah. Like he was saying, nobody would ever give him a show. Of course, because that's not commercial. You can't. That's not. You can't sell that. And I would give you the best example with a guest that he had on a show, the uh, father of podcasts, Adam Curry. Right. Do you, did you listen to that show? Yeah. The podcast? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Did you do a review of the that podcast? I believe so, yeah. I, I do most of them. Okay. So that guy was saying all the length of the podcast as he was as a guest, he was bringing up not commercial yes that's commercial that's not commercial that you can sell that you can sell so he was only talking about that like only you know yeah but so they he was uh, i i extracted from that show that yeah, things like this are not commercial like you're doing your podcast right now like i'm smoking some weed i don't know what the hell i'm talking about <laughs> you have me on i don't know why for the second time like first time i was really bad but this time this time is fine, you know, because I said, you know what? Because it was the video feed. The video feed killed me, dude. Because I, I kept looking at myself. I don't like what I'm seeing. Yeah, that's probably so, a bit too much work. Let's keep it simple. For too now. much. We can always add to it. But listen, yeah. listen. To say it's not commercial is not true. 
Because Joe makes like they think that they've estimated that Joe makes thirty million dollars a year with his podcast. So it's how a fucking brilliant that? idea. I was wondering. How, hold on a second. Let me ask you about that. Hold on that thought. Don't don't miss it. All right. How does he do that? How does he Easy. make so much money on a podcast? Because you how? because it's paid for per thousand listeners, and he has millions. So every ad that he plays pays him a shit ton of money. He probably makes. Like and this is just a guess, but I would imagine he makes like a hundred thousand dollars a podcast. But who pays you? Podcast? No, 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 no. It's the Cash App and Square and all the apps that he, all the commercials he does at the beginning. Oh wow! Okay, dude, so what do you like think those commercials were guy... for? Of course, they were for money. Right, right. It's not just the five dollars or the ten dollars with the guy building the digging the wells. No, they pay it's him. Ex- they pay him extra for him. Yeah, they yeah. pay him a shitload of money for that because it's, you know, his first sponsor was the flashlight, like a sex toy for wow. men. And then eventually, when he got so many millions of listeners and downloads, now he just does a bunch of different, um, like, um, you know, what? What? I'm trying to think of some of the ones he does. He does uh, uh, Blue Apron. He does. Um, Cash app, obviously, uh, a bunch mm-hmm. of them. A recruiting one, I can't remember what that is. But yeah, they pay, they pay a load of money. I mean, why would you not? People love listening to Joe. He reads them. It's a better commercial than watching shitty TV commercials. I mean, it's worth a ton of money for him, and good for him because you know it's an amazing platform and it's super popular. So it's only going to encourage him to do it forever. Well, until he's like super old, but I think that's great. I mean, we probably have twenty more years of Joe Rogan experience, maybe more. He could do this when he's like real old. He'd be making a shit ton of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I got Cash App because of his show. Yeah, yeah. So it's well, said, a lot of, he a, a recommended lot of like me that. Cash App. That's why I said in the beginning of the show, Adam, Adam, you should promote your own cash up code. You know, put your cash up code somewhere. You know, maybe we cut a clip from the show. We put it on YouTube, whatever. Uh, so people can search, you know, the Joe. What's the name of your show again? Maybe we cut this clip out. The, it's fine. The Joe Rogan Experience Review is the name of this. And why is the poster Joe Rogan Universe? Because uh, I might change it. I thought that had a good ring to it. All right, so we're just going to put your name under the YouTube video. We're going to just cut this piece that you're listening on the radio right now. Sounds I'm going to cut it myself personally with the poster on it and put it on YouTube. All right. So just search Joe Rogan. Uh, Experience. Just search Adam Turn. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you're going to, yeah, I'm going to put a picture of, of you too. All right. So, well, that's it yeah. for today. Thanks for listening. We just did over an hour. It's a little bit longer than we usually do. So if you stuck with it till the end. Uh, we appreciate you as always. Thanks for listening and thank you, George. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. Little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience podcast and pass them on to you. Perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead.